This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, good morning, one and all, and despite the uh, rather wet uh, start to the day, uh, I have it on, I have wet. It on good it is authority. Like pouring out there. I have it on really good authority. <laughs> yes. Because I was expressing some concerns of folks who might be gathering tonight mm-hmm. at 8 30 uh, well, Jurassic Park. It's going to be really, really wet. And you said, nope. Rain's going to end, 8 o'clock, boom, boom, right? It is. The rain's going to, there'll be no rain for the game. However, (laughs) they open Jurassic Park at 6.30 and it will still be raining then, I'm afraid. And there's no umbrellas allowed. That's right. Ponchos only or green garbage bags. But uh, All the best, all the best to the guys. My God, I I can't. Yeah, go Raptors. uh, The excitement in town is just incredible. Hey, the number of tourists in town too. Did you know what it costs to see these games? Yeah, yeah, 600 bucks or something. For tonight's game, assuming they make it to the final. The cheapest ticket is nine hundred and ninety dollars. Oh, mere like we're talking, you know, give me three or four of those. Oh, yeah. yeah, nosebleed <laughs> section, a thousand bucks. Anyway. Oh, by the way, this is the garden show. It is. <laughs> yeah, but we and, don't uh, mind talking about the yeah, Raptors because we're Frank Proctor, pretty you're big the fans. Chef of the garden. Got to get the phone numbers on the air here. Alrighty, in Toronto, call four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Then anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven. 40 and uh, oh yeah our little mantra if uh, you'll keep this in mind call early call often one question per call and if you happen to be oh oh I've first time my, caller i've left my bell ding 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 ding, ding 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 um, <laughs> frank's gonna have to take a run uh, i am during indeed. Our break. oh my gosh it's okay because another. today's your birthday so happy well, birthday. So it's okay. You're forgiven of anything you might forget. <laughs> it is your birthday. Well, thank you, Kim and Maureen, for sending me some nice little messages. Oh, happy that's birthday. Nice. So Appreciate it. Big that. birthday greetings to All Franklin right. Proctor. Thank you so much. And today's a big day. I mean, there's a lot yep. going on. Uh, we have a special guest here on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Arthur will be joining us. And some of you will have heard of Carson. He's He's uh, been around for roughly 20 years in the industry as a gardener, as a lifestyle guru. Mm-hmm. He does City Line. He's just published a book called Vegetables, Chickens, and Bees. And he's moved and is living out in Prince Edward County. He hosts a radio show in Belleville, a garden show, uh-huh. on 800 AM CJBQ. I wanted to bring him on the show to promote him and his book and his new retail venture, but he's hosting his show. So I said, okay, well, why don't we talk on air. We'll both interview each other on our shows. <laughs> there you are. So if it works, it works. We're going to try and, and see if this you know technology can handle two people live at their own different Ooh, st- you know, stations. Excitement. Yes, right. talking on air about gardening, about Prince Edward County, about what's going on out there. And as you know, I'm moving there this mm-hmm. summer. So, you know, nice to hear about what's going on there. To Also today, the Oro Medonte Hort Society is hosting their plant sale. It starts at 10 a.m. It's a rain or shine event. It's a 
the Oro Fairgrounds, which is 15th, 16th side road and line 7 north. Lots of locally grown, reasonably priced perennials, annuals, herbs, shrubs, trees, and even Ontario grown roses. Um, also today, a combined spring plant sale in Guelph. It's happening at 29 Waterworks Place. It's combined with a bunch of different groups, the Master Gar- Guelph Master Gardeners, the Pollination Guelph Group, the Nature Guelph Wildflower Society. Again, rain or shine event, lots of great deals and lots of great plants uh-huh. at the local plant sales because it obviously thrives for some member in the group. Yeah, it's yeah. going to thrive for you as well. There you go. Good to know. Doors open. It's happening today yes. and tomorrow. And you and Sebastian are looking very handsome. Well, thank you very in much. In your Zoomer uh, apparel. Thank I you. I missed that memo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to be here again tomorrow from uh, 10 through till 2. Wow. So, wow. Aren't yeah. you something? <laughs> the ambassador. Uh, well, I would hope. Yeah. Franklin, ambassador of Zoomer Radio. So come on down okay. to 70 Jefferson Avenue, see the studios, meet Frank, meet Sebastian, notice how handsome they are. And that's today and tomorrow, 10 to 5. <clears throat> uh, okay, the Garden Clubs of Ontario are presenting Music in Bloom, which is kind of a cool idea. It's a floral design and hort show, including rooms, like we're talking rooms of displays, Ju- judged floral art, Horticultural exhibits, speakers, demonstrations, it's all happening at the RBG Wednesday, May 29th, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Thursday, May 30th, again, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Just have to pay to get into the RBG and you're in to the Music and Bloom show. Uh, Saturday, June 1st, the Berry Garden Club is holding their annual plant sale, 9 a.m. to noon, again, rain or shine. Meet in the parking lot of East Bayfield Community Center on Livingston Street, cash sales only. And generally speaking, cash sales only for all these plant sales. And one other, June 1st, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., St. Paul's Anglican Church plant sale extravaganza. Alrighty. Young and Mapleview in Berry. All right, so there it is. Uh, huge selections, lots going on. Okay. And lots going on here in the Garden Show. We'll get back to all of that. Let me run to my desk and get the the bell. (laughs) The famous bell. The famous bell, which I forgot. Look, because we have a caller from Oakville. I know. You need the bell. She needs her wings. And and we also have a caller from uh, Lockport, New York, waiting online. So back with that in just a moment here in the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, Charlie. Frankie's got the bell here. Yes, that was quite a mad dash. <laughs> Indeed it was. Okay, this this goes out to first-time caller Barbara in Lockport, New York, who called in just a little bit late last week. We said, hey, call early next time. And here yeah, she is. So, good job. Golly. Welcome here, Barbara. Welcome. Hi, Barbara. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Frank. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Charlie. We have a, we live in the country, mm-hmm. and we have an asparagus patch, and have had it for several years. And this year, we're having trouble with mice or mold getting Ooh. under the uh, ground and possibly eating the roots. And we're wondering hmm. what we can put on it to stop them. Wow! Uh, the the last year's seedling uh, we let lay on top. Right. Uh, we've done that for years, but this year is a problem. What can we do? 
So when you say last shoot, seedlings, meaning when the little f- well, we, ferns went to let fruit. let it grow up, yeah. Yeah, grow tall to mm-hmm. the fern yeah. type thing and let it lay there. Right. Okay. And, this, and so this year you've cut it all down. Yeah, oh, yes. Yes. And it's been so taken off. I can't. I, so, all right. Moles don't eat vegetables. So it's probably not moles, okay. but voles do. And they look oh. a lot the same. Uh, mm-hmm. So voles are vegetarians. And so they will tunnel under the ground and they'll chew the roots on things. But it's a good question. How do you control them? Um, if they're anything like, what were you, you've got to look at yeah. your face. There, there is a device apparently that you mm-hmm. can put in little vole holes. Yes. And it's, it's electronic and it gives a, a High pitch, high pitch, yeah. exactly. And the voles do not like that; and they depart, and get right, back out of there. So that, yes, exactly. So it's like an ultrasonic yeah. thing, battery I can't operated. The name of it, but, but we've you would about get it before. at a hardware store. I would think so. Um, also, yeah. if and I know this works with groundhogs, is the juicy fruit gum. Oh, <laughs> you just yeah. chew it a little tiny bit, and then you and drop they don't it. Like that? Well, they are very that attracted. Would be easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're very attracted to the smell, the sweet smell of juicy fruit gum. It's got to be the stick, juicy fruit. Not the chicken uh-huh. form. Okay, yeah. And they eat it, and then they it kills them. Like they can't can't, pat, digest, can't it. digest it. Well, so it's kind of a horrible way to kill them. But it is apparently something that can work. Um, otherwise, yes, that's not an easy one. It's it's all about repellents. Now you could there is a product that is repels just about everything called Plant Skid. I've mentioned it on the show before, and I'm sure it's again very available at a hardware store or any a garden center near you. Plant Skid is out of nor Finland, actually. It's it's spelled plant, P-L-A-N-T, and it's all one word, S-K-Y-D-D. So plant, skid, or skide, and it's a repellent. Okay. And it says right on it, deer, rabbits, voles, and small well, critters. Well, there you go. It's yeah. 100% hmm. organic, and it's effective for up to six months. So okay. that that's worth maybe. and that's a spray. You spray that onto your uh, susceptible plants. Yeah, give that a try, right. maybe, Barbara. And, and then, of course, back we always us. wash it off anyway, so that wouldn't harm a human. No, exactly. It's one hundred percent organic. It's definitely uh, designed to go onto edible crops. Okay. Okay. Great. So All right. just an idea. Let us know how Thank that works you. out. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Keep in we touch, will. Barbara. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All righty. Hey. Uh, we're off and running out here today. We've got John on the line just around the corner here in Toronto. Good morning, John. Hi. Good morning. Um, I've got uh, one question, but it's got two parts to it. Okay. <laughs> oh, you are sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I, w- I wanted to get the Epsom salt um, uh, recipe for tomato plants. Mm-hmm. And um, how much Epsom salt do you put in how much water? And how often do you apply it? Huh. Okay. So I, I wonder if you're thinking of the recipe that um, is named. Oh, just gonna, oh, oh, yeah. From, I did it last year and I didn't write it down. Yeah. and that, But that's not Epsom salt based. That one is um, milk powder based. Oh, milk from, powder. Oh, yeah, okay. from one of our, our listeners. But Epsom salt is a magical product available at any drugstore. Can work for... You know, making you feel better after a hard day in the garden and a good soak in the tub. It cures just about everything that happens to any human being and animal. But, and on their website, of course, the Epsom salt, uh, company, the Epsom salt people have, uh, it's called the Epsom salt council. And so they have a quite a good website, epsomsalt.org, all one word, actually, epsomsaltcouncil.org. And when we look through under gardening, 
under tomatoes, it says tomatoes can benefit from Epsom salt every two weeks. Apply one tablespoon diluted in water per foot of plant height per plant. So that, and of course, what is Epsom salt? It's magnesium sulfate. Magnesium and sulfur are, well, magnesium is an absolutely essential nutrient for mm-hmm. all plants, all living plants. And, uh, it never hurts to uh, add sulfur, particularly in our world of very limey alkali type soil. So Epsom salts do wonders to help with plant growth. Well, there you go. But I will, I will go back. Warner Tilsonberg. Yes, that's gave right. Gave us that great recipe last year and a couple of people asked for it. And it's quite a, quite a fancy one. So keep your pen out, and I'll dig back and give you that recipe as well. Okay, great. Okay, I got okay. my pen, and I'm ready. All right, All good. right John, thank you. And at, my, at my age, I do need that Epsom salt. <laughs> there you go. Can't go wrong with Epsom salt. <laughs> uh, mirroring my thoughts, exactly. All righty, my friend, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, give us time to regroup and uh, find get that ready recipe. To, well, yeah, and, and also get the bell out for Jenny, first-time caller from Oakville. That happens moments from now. Here on The Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, Charlie, before we uh, get to our phone call, you have the recipe yet. John was absolutely right. I neglected to remember that Epsom salts are part of Warner's famous recipe. There you go. Okay. So this was uh, called into us last year in June from Warner and Tilsonberg, and we've spoken to him a couple times since then. He swears by this recipe. So if you're planting tomatoes this year, before you plant or while you're planting, what he does is he puts skim milk powder in the planting hole as he's planting. Now, that's to add calcium because we know how important calcium is to have healthy tomatoes. Then he takes a water bottle, cuts the bottom out of the water bottle, jams it into the soil uh, with the, the narrow end into the soil and the open end sticking up out yeah. of the soil. And over the t- period of time while the tomatoes are growing, when it's time to water the plants every week, he will put two teaspoons of fat-free milk, so that's that skim milk powder, right. one teaspoon of Epsom salts into that water bottle, and then water into the water bottle as well, which of course dissolves both the salts and the milk and feeds it down to the roots of the tomatoes. And he claims that he has the biggest, best tomatoes anywhere. (laughs) So there it is, a water bottle, two teaspoons of fat-free or you know, skim milk powder yep. and one teaspoon of Epsom salt weekly. Okay. Now, Jenny, who is in Oakville and has been waiting patiently. There you go. You got your garden wings. Jenny, good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Good morning, uh, Frank and Charlie. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Um, I know we're getting a lot of rain, and it's really causing a lot more excessive moss problems in my backyard, which mm. has a tendency to be damp on about half of the yard mm. because of drainage problems mm. due to the house behind us. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like to get rid of the mosses because it's starting to creep into the lawn now, too. Uh-huh. Well, well, well. Okay, so you're right. Honestly, you recognize that the problem is that people behind you have changed the grade and no, the, the grade has always been higher and what they did to make matters worse they extended three drain pipes right down to my oh. within a yard of oh. my property line oh, right. the city hall says they are li- legally entitled to do so right. i could always take them to court with this problems who, who wants to go through that hassle? oh yeah exactly no that's right but but you need to do mm. what you can and you may have to bring in a professional landscape contractor to do this is you need to make sure that that water that they're draining onto 
into your yard drains off of your yard. <clears throat> so it may mean raising the grade in the center of your yard and putting in some swales along the, <clears throat> your property lines. It also will probably mean putting, just like they did, the, it's like a weeping tile, it's called. So it's the long uh, plastic pipes with perforations in it, and it moves the water slowly through the underground to where you want it to go. So depending on where your drainage, sometimes it goes out to the out to the street and sometimes it uh it um goes to the back it kind of just depends mm-hmm. on how the grading is so i would get a professional into your property to give you the best advice on what to do there okay okay Time. that's great thanks jenny you're you're getting some messages from our studio yeah i'm, I'm getting uh, yeah. some talk in my my headphones here so sebastian i think is telling us that carson is is joining us is that true sebastian Yes, Charlie. Hey. Oh, there we hello, are. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, how are you? Excellent. Carson, this is Frank. Frank. Hi, Carson. Hi, Frank. Nice to meet you. He, nice to meet you. It's his birthday today, too. Oh, happy birthday, Frank. <laughs> well, there, you are my present, you see. Now, isn't that nice? Uh, I, I, I was uh, showing him your book. I might have to give him your book as his present, actually. Yay. <laughs> he yes. likes the looks of this. Vegetable and Chickens and Bees. I love that title. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm going to apologize in advance mm-hmm. because I... Swear in that book. Yes, you do, but you don't need to apologize. Okay, <laughs> don't we all swear? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like every now and then you just have that moment where gardening is just oh, yeah. requiring a few swear words. <laughs> let, let loose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. it's like that other word for manure, right? <laughs> that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like anything. There's multi, multi words. <laughs> yeah, it gets shouted out into the forest all the time around my garden lately, especially with the rabbit. Oh, you got a rabbit? But I notice you look very well fenced in on your garden. They're getting... Uh, True, but all the perennials on the outside are the bigger issues. Uh, are they getting chewed, are they? They are, and I've been using Bobex, which I find is a great product. What's uh, called Bo? Bobex. Bobex. I've never heard uh, of it. Yeah, it's got coyote urine mixed in. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah, it's one of those. What do you use for your rabbits? You know what? I, I'll tell you what I use. Long time ago, little baby rabbits fell into my window well and their mother abandoned them because she couldn't get them out so we rescued them and we raised them in the children's bathtub until they were so big that they were able to jump out of the bathtub and then we put them back out into the wild and to this day no rabbit chews anything in my garden (laughs) it's on the network they know i don't you know maybe it's just a coincidence all i know is that everybody else has rabbit damage but not me it's a karma thing it is that's right you know i'm it's strange but that's the way it's worked at my place pretty cool great (laughs) now all my listeners are going to be out trying to feed the rabbits you know that's right i was just going to say we better kind of reset this whole premise here, because this is rather unusual. I think that we're, we're, we're being historical yeah. here. Carson Arthur is online from a radio station in, in Belleville. Belleville. Yes. Yeah. And you're live on your station, 800 AM CJBQ. I'm, am I right? Exactly. And you're live on your station, 8 AM 740. <laughs> That's right. Well, this I don't think this yeah. has ever been done. It's very cool and exciting. Uh, it sure is. <laughs> and I've been talking about how I followed you from the beginning of your career. Oh, really? Yeah, from from the beginning of One Garden, Two Looks, I was watching because that's right when my show was taping. So you were on just before I started. I remember one time meeting on you on the street. We were both taping like at houses a sort Isn't of a block away. Wow. And I was out wandering, smoking a cigarette. You were probably out wandering, looking at gardens. And before <laughs> you knew it, we were chatting on the sidewalk. Amazing. Yeah. And I still love your show. Like, it's one of my favorite gardening shows when you and Dennis yeah. take over two spaces and Thank create you. completely different looks. It was fantastic. It was a really good idea. 
I just wish, I wish that was sustainable. That's the problem with Garden TV. It's so expensive to make. Yeah, Yeah, and I talk a lot, too, about advertisers. Advertisers Mm. don't like to nationally promote gardening shows because there's not a lot of advertisers who have national gardening sections. Right. So a few of the box stores, but they tend to make more money on things not gardening. Yeah. So it's a little hard for the gardening culture out there in Canada. I agree. I think an important little line that is on the front cover of your book is, uh, it will, the book is called Vegetables, Chickens, and Bees, An Honest Guide to Growing Your Own Food Anywhere. I think that's rather clever. Yeah, so you've been growing a, yeah. growing a lot of chickens and bees and vegetables these last few years, I understand. Yes, well, I decided to escape the city. Uh-huh. So I moved out to the Prince Edward County area, and I was fortunate enough with my partner to get a six-and-a-half-acre little hobby farm. Nice. So, And I just assumed that as a landscaper, I should be able to grow all kinds of vegetables. Of course, because you know what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> plants, right? Come on, zucchini, cucumber, who? Yeah. yeah, I made so many mistakes in the beginning. Yeah. So I just actually started documenting all of the mistakes I made. Right. And then started looking back and laughing at, wow, did I ever not know what I was doing? <laughs> well, so. that, but that's just part of the, yeah. you know, we think we know a lot, but nobody knows everything, right? Exactly. And, and we're always still learning, which is part of the joy of gardening and, and so much of life, right? Absolutely. And is that part of the reason why you teach horticulture at Humber? Um, and at Durham College? Yeah, part of it. It is. I, I Like, I, I know, like I say, I know a lot, but I'm always learning. And it's, it's so much fun to teach. I mean, it's pain in the ass to do the marking but the actual teaching yeah. is very fun it's just you know sharing and and sharing amongst the students mm-hmm. and frankly carson horticulture got very cool in the last year and a half i think it's got something to do with the legalization of cannabis <laughs> so yeah. we have some very keen gardeners out there i just got a cannabis question about five minutes before i jumped on with you, yes, <laughs> <Did> you? <laughs> i agree so how are you telling people to look after cannabis right now you know what? We haven't had a lot of cannabis questions on this show. Certainly my students, many of them are there because they want to get into the industry. Right. But my, I don't teach specifically on cannabis. Uh, a lot of what I teach is general principles. Um, species, everything is species specific. So yeah. <clears throat> whether we're talking soil science or we're talking entomology or we're talking horticultural principles, it's all in, in a big general sense and do the research for your chosen crop. Uh, exactly. I couldn't agree more. And I keep telling the average homeowner who thinks they want to grow their four plants to plant them far away from the house because the smell is... It's, it's amazing oh, how really? much it smells. Yeah. You just touch these. I can't, some of these really new fancy um, hybrids they've got out there that really smells. No, it really does. It's quite amazing. I mean, and then, of course, when you harvest them and you hang them somewhere, then they really yeah, smell. Yeah. <laughs> the off-gassing is something incredible. So where is your studio located right now? We are in downtown Toronto. We're in Liberty Village. Oh, so how are the black flies and mosquitoes there? Not. Yeah. No. Yeah, pouring rain. Don't have a problem. I walked out this morning and got swarmed by both. It was wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Yikes. Interesting. It's not a good thing for the gardener this weekend in the Belleville-Quinney uh, area. Because of all the rain. Well, the rain, we don't have a lot of intense sunlight right now. The temperature is absolutely perfect for the bugs. Right. So it's a little rough today. So Yikes. have you got one of those yeah. bug suits? Um, <laughs> they don't make them in my size. <laughs> <laughs> But, I need the extra, extra large. Yeah, they don't make. Yeah, it's true. They are kind of limited, but they do work. Those bug suits. I mean, absolutely. They're all made of screens, basically. Yeah, mesh. yeah it's all mesh, and it's it, when they're yeah. well made, they work really. We used to use them when we went fishing up north uh, at this time of year because that's exactly right. You just can't even blink without you know things mm-hmm. going in your eyes and up your nose and everything else. <laughs> exactly. So, so this is interesting because um, as I, I think I mentioned to you, um, my husband and I 
they're building a home out in Prince Edward County in the Rednersville area. And one of the things we're doing is we're building a screen porch off the back of the house. <laughs> a wise move, I think. I know. Right from what Carson's saying. I know. Everybody's going, that's a lot of extra money. I say, like, I don't care. I, there's no way I'm going to have to stay inside because of the bugs. You know, like I, if I want to have a martini outside and the <laughs> bugs are out, I'm in my porch. <laughs> so, Charlie, you know, you've just basically let everybody know that you're going to be their neighbor. Well, yeah. that's, but that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to moving out, out your direction. You're in the Bloomfield area, I believe. Well, I'm just outside of Bloomfield, yeah. sort of between Bloomfield and Wellington, and I'm, I'm kind of in the wine route, so I'm surrounded right. by wine. Great spot. Yeah. Uh, I often go to Lake on the Mountain for holidays. Uh, Amazing. And, and you're going this summer. Yes, I'll be there in mid-August. Uh, Frank's going to help me move, actually. Yeah. He thinks he's <laughs> taking so a holiday. She's <laughs> roping me in on all this stuff now. Gee. Amazing. So, Charlie, when, are you actually moving here officially, or is this going to be a summer home? No, it's an official move. We sold our house here in Toronto. We're moving in middle of August. That is a very exciting, because then you can come do my show for me. Oh, well, yeah, if you need me <laughs> hey, to, I'm happy to. There we go. Now I've got summer vacation. I'll like, <laughs> Do you do your show year-round? Uh, I don't, okay. um, only because I've been doing a lot of filming in October, November for HGTV. Right. Uh, so I just take a break from the radio show. Do you do yours year-round? Yeah, yep. yeah. Wow. Every single Saturday, you know, 52 of them every year, we're here. (laughs) Oh, and you get into indoor plants? Yes, we do. And we get into all the Christmas stuff. You know, just the seasonal stuff becomes very important to people. And bulb planting in the fall and house plants, obviously, in the winter. Orchids are a big big deal. And then there's always so many events going on here, Carson, that I I like to promote things that are going on. Like Mm -hmm. there's a big orchid show at the Toronto Botanical Gardens every Valentine's weekend. And so we often get experts in, bring them in to talk orchids kids and people love that yeah I, I love that concept we don't get as many shows out in this mm-hmm. area you'll find out yeah lots of plant sales are happening right now which is no kidding yeah. they're everywhere yeah we had like five or six going on last weekend and there's another three or four going on this saturday too yeah same here and unfortunately with the bugs i'm feeling a little worried for a few especially the sterling gardens oh, today they're they're not going to have the best turnout either. i know oh, these yeah. are rain or shine <laughs> events well is it raining there where you are uh, not at the moment. Is okay. it raining in Toronto? Yep. It's pouring. Yeah. So it's heading this way. Yeah. It's been pouring for the last like hour, I'd say two hours maybe. Not good for my little garden center. Yeah. Tell me about the garden center. So I decided to do a garden center that was a little bit different. I wanted to focus on edible and heirloom varieties of food. Mm. So we're growing, uh, we're working a lot with Freeman herbs and we're growing a lot of um, plant material that is really just kind of fallen off, fallen out of favor. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to bring it back in a lot of the tomato and pepper yeah. varieties and a lot of that kind of fun stuff. Oh, nice. But we're also doing um, gardens to go. So knowing that in the county we had over a million tourists last year, right. we're trying to make gardening accessible by planting these self-watering planters that you could take back to your condo balcony. Mm-hmm. And they just look after themselves. Neat. Yeah, and, and you can pick whatever herbs you'd like. And we're going to carry oh. herbs all summer long. It'll be fun. Now, so where are you, you located? Uh, sorry, no. where, where, where's your, your spot Gardens located? Yeah. yeah, it's actually just in Wellington, just outside of Wellington on Wilson Road. It's actually beside my house. Oh, okay. So in Wellington, there was the place, it was called White's uh, Garden Center. White, it, it was there for years and years, and then various things happened, and it went out of business. Right. You, you didn't consider that location, did you? I did, and Sandy, who's the owner, um, I, she's a good friend of mine, but it wasn't my space, uh-huh. uh, and I wanted to really invest in my own space. Right. Uh, I keep telling my account it's where I'm dumping the HGTV money. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, very. But Sandy, yeah, Sandy turned uh, White's into an ice cream parlor. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So I visit her basically every other night. I was going to say, that's a good spot to know. Carson, uh, exactly. refresh, refresh my memory. It is Wellington where there's an antique store that I love the name, Dead People Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Bloomfield. Oh, it was Bloomfield. Okay. Six minutes away from Wellington. And we're, we're quite fortunate to have some, some real characters in the county. No and kidding. Soon to have another one. I was going to say, just what the county needs, you and me. <laughs> exactly. So we've only got one minute left. Charlie, what's yep. new? for you coming up in your world uh, other than moving out here other than uh, yeah, yeah other than packing purging and packing that's yeah. pretty much my life uh, i do a lot of consulting at this time of year and i have a brand new website my daughter created it for me for my birthday so charliedobbin.com.org.ca any of those is uh, yeah, is a there. constantly evolving website so that's pretty exciting uh and i definitely do quite a bit of consulting um planting pruning, garden coaching, if you will, with clients at this time of year. So that's really what I got on the go. Besides, with Frank, every Saturday yeah. here on AM740. Perfect. Well, hopefully all of the listeners will check your website, start tuning into your show, you know, when my show's not on the air. I was going to say. <laughs> well, are you podcast by any chance? Uh, we're getting there. Okay. It's just a fun little thing that started, and then all of a sudden it kind of took off. So Good. We're, we're playing catch up a little bit. Nice podcast. I with Exactly. We're going to a news break. Yep, same here. We're into a break ourselves. Carson, Thanks, Carson. Delightful to meet you. And you too, Frank. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon in the county. Absolutely. See you soon. Carson Arthur. Vegetables, chickens, and bees. An honest guide to growing your own food anywhere. I and I imagine this book is available just about anywhere. I would think. Because books yeah. are these days, whether it's Indigo or, you know, online. Now, I want to thank Lorraine and Evelyn for hanging on the line. They've, they've been so patient waiting to have a chat with you, Charlie. We'll, be, we'll get to you in just a couple of moments here. I uh, do want to mention we do have a couple of lines open right now in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Charlie Dobbin returns in just a moment. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And Charlie, we got to thank Evelyn and Lorraine for hanging on the line for over half an hour, for gosh sakes. Evelyn in Toronto, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, and happy birthday, Frank. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Morning, uh, great Evelyn. birthday. My daughter's is tomorrow. Oh, oh. lovely. And um, I have to thank you for bringing Carson to, uh, Arthur on. He's so wonderful, and I've watched him on City Line, so I, I didn't mind listening at all. Oh, good. oh that's great. <laughs> good to hear. <laughs> so thank you. Um, we have a patio at the side of the, our house, and uh, a number of years ago we had some uh, flagstone put down and plants um, sort of around that patio, but they abutted against the house. So we have a had a blue spruce and a burning bush. Mm-hmm. Um, so the burning bush, unfortunately, uh, died, and we removed it last year. But uh, about a third, I guess, where it uh, where, where it was sort of uh, beside the blue spruce, that part of the blue spruce died. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the rest of the the plant is fi- the, the shrub is fine, mm-hmm. uh, except for this area. And Charlie, I was wondering if you have an email, if I could send you a picture as oh, well. Oh, sure. absolutely. Um, so uh, you know, it, most of the spruce is alive, and mm-hmm. I'd hate to. Uh, bring it down, but I wonder if there's any chance of any foliage coming back. Is it a is it a traditional Christmas tree shaped blue spruce or is it a globe? 
Uh, it's a Christmas tree shape. It's for a miniature one. Oh, is it? Okay. Because I was going to say, the most, you know, blue spruce are famous for being really cute when they're young, but massive when they grow up mm-hmm. yeah. and are often planted in the wrong position in people's gardens as a result. So that, <clears throat> I mean, I know a case where the people actually had to change their front door to the side of the house because oh. they could no longer get in their front door because <laughs> the blue spruce got so big. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's not a blue spruce. It's an Alberta. Oh, okay. A dwarf sorry, Alberta. Sorry. Gotcha. Okay. I have a blue spruce as well, but okay. it's an Alberta. Do you have a piece of paper and a pen handy? I do. Oh. Alrighty. Send a picture. Okay. So. okay here, here it is. Uh, yep. Charlie's uh, email address. It's C. Dot Dobbin, D O B B I N, at mzmedia.com. Of course, if you're from the States, it's mzmedia.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Zed. Um, yeah. Okay, yes. I'll... Send a picture. Actually, Alberta spruces are pretty forgiving. Uh, so send a picture. What you're going to do likely is some very light pruning or shearing mm-hmm. and you're going to try and force some fresh growth, particularly in the areas where there isn't any growth. Uh, and your timing is perfect because we are, it's in the next week to 10 days that this shearing should take place in order to push that, that new, some new growth. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So I look forward to seeing your email and I'll respond accordingly. Thanks so much, Evelyn. And uh, to a very patient Lorraine, who's on the line from Cambridge. Welcome to the show, Lorraine. Hi, thanks. I didn't mind waiting, but my cat was not impressed. <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> anyway, oh, I have a little hint, too. I know you clean your shears with alcohol, and yeah. I couldn't find it. But my, it was in a shed somewhere. But anyway, I thought, oh, I think I have some vodka. No, I don't have any vodka, so I used gin, and I didn't even do my junipers. <laughs> But that's such a waste of good alcohol. Well, well, it's too cool yet to sit with a gin and tonic. True. (laughs) But you're right. Any alcohol does act as an an antiseptic, so to speak. I've got the cleanest throat in town. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, yes, I know it's not a good thing, but I want to transplant a clematis. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've had it for several years, and it's just a little wispy thing. Mm. And I wanted it to uh, cover up the fence so I don't see my neighbor's garbage cans. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, do you have any hints? Uh, so I wonder why it's such a little wispy thing. How much sun has it been getting? Not enough. All right. That's why I want to move it as well. Yeah, so the the trick with clematis is it's okay if where you're planting it is fairly low light in the sense of, you know, morning sun only or that sort of thing. We call it, um, so we say... Uh, clematis are happy when their feet are in the shade, but its head is in the sun. So yes. you, so you want the clematis to be able to grow up into sun, but they mm. do like what we call a cool root run. So if it's a bright, bright, wide open sunny spot, then plant a plant in front of the clematis to provide yeah. a little bit of shade on the, the crown and the, the base of the clematis. Uh, in terms of uh, tricks of the trade, to move it, Cut it right down to start with, so it'll only be four to six inches tall. And of course, when you're digging, uh, try and maintain the soil around Keep the root. Much uh, soil around the roots. Yeah, so that it's a nice root yeah. ball that you and you're ready to go. You've got your whole pre-dug where it's going. Right. So it's a matter of doing a nice proper cut all the way around, dig from underneath, and then take that whole root ball soil attached to its new location, get it into the ground right away. I do tend to use like a transplanter type fertilizer or bone meal when I first 
plant or transplant something just to encourage roots right away. So don't expect your clematis to do anything too amazing this year. All its energy is going to be below ground. Right. Next year, of course, again in the spring, you'll cut down to whatever makes sense. Uh, and when it'll grow right up and give you lots of flowers next year. Okay, well, this area is good because there's other, there's two other clematis there in oh, good. the area that are doing well. Good. Well, that's there great. There you go. Okay, <laughs> that's thank you. always a good indicator. Th- thanks so much, Lorraine. <laughs> thanks for calling. Alrighty, on this uh, rather <laughs> rainy morning, a little bit of sunshine coming through there. Uh, alrighty, we have to take another break and uh, coming back, we're doing a tour of the countryside. We're off to Guelph momentarily nice. to say hi to Ian here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. So, Charlie, it's off to Guelph. We go. There's Ian. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Good morning. I, um wanted to make a comment for the lady who had the drainage problem, the unneighborly drainage problem. Yes. Um, I think it's municipal law, likely where she lives, that you cannot drain. Can you imagine if they drained and it was near your window well and it went into your basement? Exactly. When you build a new house, you have to have it inspected for the drainage to eliminate that. So she could give a call to her municipality and find out if it really is legal. Yeah, she's sorry, she is in Oakville, so hopefully she's still listening. But I agree with you. Talking to a local counselor is where to start. Right. Excellent. Uh, I want to ask, I have a small stand of ash trees that are all dead, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to cut them off about six feet tall to put birdhouses and things on. Do the ash beetles still continue eating them, or do they only like them when they're alive? They they love them dead or alive, but they prefer them alive. Once they're dead, they will typically move on because they will have. It's a one year cycle for the emerald ash borer, and they will have completely tunneled throughout the ash, which is what kills it. Makes it a very brittle plant. So when you're taking them down, be careful. They they're kind of unexpected the way they fall and the way they break. But I think that's a good idea. I I think that you would find that the the borers are, are preferring the live over the dead, so they're not going to spend much more time tunneling into your already dead trees. Okay, thank okay. you very much. All thank right, you very, Ian, very thank much you. for calling, and good suggestion on the law. And a final call, I would suspect here, uh, is a first-time caller. Nice. Hey, that's for Carol in Brighton, where, correct me if I'm mistaken, Carol, <laughs> there is a Proctor Theater. There is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I don't Carol. own it. <laughs> you don't? No. Oh, you should. <laughs> Being the theatrical. Glad to hear you're moving to our neck of the woods, Charlie. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, my question is, I um, purchased a Persian spire mm-hmm. um, tree. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful little tree, and I was so excited. <laughs> but I've planted it, and I'm worried that it has transplant shock. Oh, the hmm. leaves at the ends are starting to turn brown. And um, when I planted it, I, I put bone meal in the, in you know, before I planted. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, the only information I could find online suggested uh, sugar water mm, I probably as a, a possible, um, you know, thing that would help. And so I have done that twice. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. You're going to end up attracting insects like ants, et cetera, with sugar water. Oh. So I, I'll oh. pro- so you've just planted it this past spring. 
It's two weeks ago. Okay. Obviously, the rain isn't a great thing. I mean, it needs rain. We need water. Uh, you did go into a reasonably fertile, well-drained soil, I hope? Yes, we had amended the soil with um, lots of sheep manure okay. and, uh, um, you know, triple mix and Go on. All right. Well, you know what I'm just reading here, because I actually wasn't familiar with Persian Spire, but it sounds like an absolutely beautiful tree. Oh, uh, it is. It is a, um, an ironwood. Now, it's just saying here that one of the things that makes this tree so special is that in the spring, the leaves emerge with a strong purple cast. Yes. It fades to shiny green, leaving a purple halo margin. So I'm just right. wondering, that's not what you're seeing on your no, leaves, No, you it? can see the purple. Like, there are some healthy, you know, leaves still on the tree, and you can see the purple margin on those leaves. Okay. But the other ones, you can see where they're at, they're actually getting brown and crispy. Crispy. All right, so how often have you been watering this plant? Well, we've had a lot of rain. Right, so you haven't really watered <laughs> so it. So I haven't watered okay. it. Um, I've maybe watered it a couple of times. I, it's, we've had so much rain, it, okay. and I've been checking the soil with uh um, oh, good idea. You know. Like a trowel or even a moisture yeah, meter. Yeah, to see that it's still good and moist. So, you know, Carol, what I would do is, yeah, don't, yeah, be careful to not overwater. <clears throat> and just the only other thing is when you planted it, did you make sure that it was no deeper than it had been in, whether it was in a pot or, or bald and burlap? You didn't go any deeper, did you? That it no, was, we didn't. You we were careful. You know, we made sure that we kept the root ball, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, at the soil level, okay. but it was in the pot. Okay, yeah, because the stem typically is quite, you know, straight up and down parallel, and then it will flare at the base, and you want to make sure that flare is just above ground level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what, so for, for now, I wouldn't panic. I mean, it's been cool, uh, it's been wet, so be careful and don't overwater, obviously. Give it a chance. Uh, I wouldn't do anything besides, you did the bone meal, that's great. I would water at the most probably once every four or five days if it gets hot and sunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very windy the other day. Did you stake it? Does it require staking? We I, we did stake it, and mm-hmm. then I was worried that maybe that was causing trouble. But No, probably not. And it's probably a good idea if it's in a windy spot to stake it. Make sure yeah. this, that whatever you've tied around the tree, is you've staked it low, you've, you're wherever your um, yes. wrappings yeah. are, that you've because you do want movement in the top part of the tree. You're just trying to stabilize the root ball for 12 months at the most. Right, right. Um, and will is it a guaranteed plant if you had to take it back? It's from a yes. yeah yeah uh, yeah. I wouldn't worry. It's it's a very tough plant. Ironwood is an excellent plant in our you know in southern Ontario. So I wouldn't be overly concerned. A few leaves is not indicative of what's going on in the whole tree. All right. Thanks so much for your okay, call. Okay, Carol. Thank you. Let us know how that goes. Absolutely, and just about putting the wraps on things. And where'd the show go? Where'd the I time know. go? Oh my gosh, busy show it was no too. No kidding. Huh? So, hey, so you know, I just realized all this chit chat with Carson and you know him, him joking that I could yeah. help him with the show. I just want to point out to everybody, I'm not leaving this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. I, I will be. I will be in maybe bad weather doing it by radio, but Larry I will McGinnis be here. Going, oh, wonderful! Now I've got to find you. <laughs> no. no, I will be here. I'm couch surfing every Friday night. <laughs> there you are. Thanks, Frank. Big happy birthday to you. Thanks, and Jen. thanks to all the great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.